I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy. I'm a quilter, and welcome to episode 150, a benchmark episode, in which I talk gradation with Jay. And this is a time warp episode. The interview was recorded way back in January. I am recording this introduction um, on Monday. Uh, I think it's the 10th, March 10th, but it's not actually going to go live as an entire episode until Sunday, March 16th. Um, all of that being said, I want to say thank you for listening and uh, taking part in our little time warp experiment here that is quilting for the rest of us. Um, I, I want to just, I'm, I'm doing this now because on Sunday when I normally would post an episode, I will be in a car with my B, two BFF BQFs heading back from Lancaster. I'll probably be very tired and probably just a little bit lighter in the wallet. Um, it's also quite likely I've had a great meetup with some listeners. So, you know, even as I'm recording this now and posting it in the future, I'm also making future predictions. So this is sort of a very now and not yet kind of episode. Um, I'm hoping to be tweeting during the week. I may also try to uh, record some audio files that I can plunk into an episode later. I'm, I will do a wrap-up episode next week uh, when I've gotten some sleep and have had a chance to sort out my thoughts, but I'm kind of toying with the idea of maybe um, doing, you know, sort of pulling from Francis's uh, of the off-kilter quilt, quilt diaries concept, only mine will be quilt show diaries, maybe just doing a little bit of snippet each day. I'm going to kind of play that by ear because you know, sometimes you get so wrapped up in stuff, you totally forget there's a world outside the, <laughs> the quilt show. And sometimes you're just so stinking exhausted by the time you get back to your room, you just want to put your feet up and, you know, read your new quilt books and pet your new fabric and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, that's some signs of things to come. In any case, back to this episode. Back in January, as I mentioned earlier, Jay and I had a marathon recording weekend, and we were able to record three episodes in the design series. This is the third of those episodes, and in this one we're talking about gradation, which I've really got to say, that really got my design mojo going. I, I did spend a lot of time thinking about it after we um, recorded the episode, and now that I've you know done the editing and I'm posting it and listening to it again, I'm thinking again about the whole gradation thing, and Clearly, I do a lot of that in my hand dyeing, but the idea of playing with that concept in a quilt is really pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to um, having you also listen to this episode and then talk back. Uh, you haven't been very good about commenting on the Design Series episode, so I, I hope to hear from you a little bit today. I, I suspect we give you so much to think about, it's really hard to sort out and figure out what you're going to comment. But talk to us about gradation. Um, where do you see it most? Have you ever used it in a quilt, etc.? You'll hear after the episode. Um, it might inspire you to what kind of uh, comments we're looking for. Pardon me, that's my iron talking to me. It likes to call me when it's lonely. <laughs> so you just heard that beeping. Um, 
Uh, just one quick note. We recorded this episode well back before Sandy Caldwell of the Quilt Cabana Corner had decided to do her postcard swap this year, which I've been talking about in the most recent past episodes. So in this episode, you will hear reference to me talking about Sandy's postcard swap for next year is what I say. Uh, Fortunately, she didn't make me wait a whole year to be able to get some more postcard on, so I've been having a lot of fun with my postcard for this week. Um, I did get my spring postcard done for the swap before I left for Lancaster, or actually, as I'm recording this right now, I'm putting the finishing touches on it, but um, unless an asteroid falls on the house, it should get done in the next half hour. (laughs) So, here's fingers crossed, no asteroids falling on the house. Um, But I'm not going to mail it until after I get back from Lancaster, so I'm not going to be able to go into detail or post any pictures until I've received word that it's gotten to its recipient, but once it does, then I will post a, a blog post or do an episode, I haven't decided which, on actually how I did it, because I used a couple of different techniques in it. Um, But in any case, that's a whole different episode. And of course, there's not going to be any listener feedback on this episode, because I've gotten a couple of comments since I posted my episode yesterday, but you know, not enough to really talk back to yet. So um, I'm going to hold off on that until my next episode, at which point I I hope to have a whole lot of um, listener feedback to talk about. So now, with no further ado, my conversation with Jay about gradation. Hey, Sandy, how are you? Hey, Jay, it's good to talk to you again. We have yet another episode in our rolling design series that's that's extended over plenty of time. Um, just keeps the goodness coming. We love that. Yeah. What are we dealing with in today's episode? We're going to talk about gradation. And I know all of your viewers, I mean, your listeners just went, what? Gradation is in a, is in a principle of design. And that is true. Not all the design gurus agree that it is a principle. But since we are doing our own thing here and covering as many uh, things that will help you in designing your quilts, we're covering it. And I'm deeming it a principle. We, we are the gurus of this podcast. So if we say it's a principle, it's a principle. Yeah, and it is a principle for the people, for the others besides us who say that it's part of design. Right. It's not an element. All right, so so let's talk about what is gradation. What do you mean when you say that word? um, Gradation refers to a method of creating the design elements by using a series of gradual changes in those elements. When I'm... And here, I'm not talking about design elements. I'm talking about the elements in your design field, like your blocks or your shapes. Unlike contrast, which stresses sudden changes in elements, gradation refers to a step-by-step change. For example, gradual changes from light from a dark value to a light value, or from a large or from large to small shapes would be called gradation. And just, I just want to point out that if gradation had an opposite, it would be contrast, which we talked about last time or the time before? Last time. One of those times, yeah. Yeah. So think about um, if you're cutting squares and you cut a 5-inch square and a 4.5-inch square and a 4-inch square all the way down to a 1-inch square, 
you have cut, you're using gradation to cut those. I mean, you're not you're using a rotary cutter, but that is gradation. The size change is gradation. It's a smooth flow of change. Okay, I think, you know, as again, we've referenced in, in other episodes with my hand dyeing, I automatically think of gradation in terms of color because you dye to either go from light to dark or to change from one color to another smoothly through that gradation. But you're saying there are also other types of gradation that we also need to take into account, so size being one of them. Right, color is the most common, but again, there are other gradations. An idea is expressed by the smooth flow, and it could be colors, size, shape, etc. It's just from one part of the continuum to the other. So if you're in color, it would be from white through pink, red, red-orange to yellow, or something like that. Right. If you're in shape, it's like we talked about a second ago, from a 5-inch square down to a 1-inch square, and all the, maybe not all, but a smooth flow in between. Shapes, I'm not sure about shape. I guess you could, you could start with a square and make gradual changes to a circle by rounding out the corners of that square. You know, the the image that comes to mind is the um oh the the roots and wings image the tree that the branches turn into birds. Oh yeah, where it, yeah, it changes slowly from one image to the other until when you when you're looking at a different part of the quilt you're seeing or image um, it's not a quilt <laughs> I automatically turn it into a quilt in my head but you're you're seeing birds where a few steps before it was tree branches or tree leaves or something like that. So that to me would be a gradation of shape. Yeah, I think you're right. And maybe Escher, well, maybe not Escher, but that sort of look. Right. Um, yeah, so there, color is most common, as it was with contrast, but there are other elements. You can, you can go from one continuum to another in other elements as well. Gradation of size and direction produce a linear perspective. Gradi gradation of color from warm to cool and tone from dark to light produce an aerial perspective. So we talked about dimensionality when we talked about contrast and using warm and cool. Well, the same is true here. Using light to dark can create different effects in your quilt. Gradation can also add interest and movement to a shape. A gradation from dark to light will cause the eye to move along a shape. Okay, so what I'm picturing here is I've seen many quilts where it's a traditional block, um, but the way that they've used color changes color from one corner of the block to, or of the quilt to the other. So the color itself that they use through the quilt um, is a gradation from one side to the other, and it does lead your eye through that quilt just based on the gradation of the color. Yeah, that is right. And some of my, well, all of my Fabric of the Year quilts right. up to this point have, 
I've tried to make it grade eight from light to dark. Right. Uh, it that is a great exercise. I mean, I think that people are like, "Wow, I could never do that." But really, if you just cut one piece out of all the fabrics that you use or buy during the year, you can do it. And it's great exercise. Every year I think, wow, I've learned so much and my quilts get better. And it's just an exercise in gradation using fabrics I have on hand, not paint that I've mixed. Right. And some of them are hand dyes, but I haven't created them for that specific exercise. Right, you look at how you can put each of those individual fabrics together into a group to create the gradation overall. Right, and the reason I do that is because mostly I use commercial fabrics. And yes, that includes fab hand-dyed fabrics that I might buy, but what I'm saying is I don't dye my own fabrics. I buy fabric to use, and that's what I mean by commercial fabrics. Most of my fabrics are not hand-dyes, but it is harder to do gradation with quilt, quilt fabrics or fabrics in general because you don't have control over the color. You have what you have. Right. Yes, you can use a bleach pen or you could over dye it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using what I have for a gradation exercise. Was, was your, it's a great exercize. Was your and last year? I always, always learn something. And it's clear from that exercise that I have a lot more to learn. <laughs> <laughs> was the one you did last year the one with diamonds? Or was that two years ago? Uh, that was two years ago. Two years ago. I remember seeing on your blog pictures as you were working on that and trying to figure out how you, you kept moving certain things around because you couldn't get them, you know, you, you were trying to get them in the Well, um, part of it is, right. I um, I use some of the techniques that we've talked about in the past. I change a color photo into a black and white. I use those pieces of mylar in red and green, and those help me figure out where to put things. And even still, I have that diamond quilt hanging in my office at work, and when I'm talking on the phone or on a conference call, I look at it and think, oh, I should have put that piece over there or <laughs> something like that. So I think it's on, it's an ongoing process. Right. Okay, so back to what we were talking about with gradation. What's next? So as I said, it refers to a way of combining elements by using a series of gradual changes. And some examples are gradually moving from small shapes to large shapes. That's the square, cutting squares that I was talking about. Gradually from dark color to light color, that's the fabric of the year quilts. Gradually from shadow to highlight. Now that is different. And if you think back on uh, Katie Pasquini Massapus quilts or some drawings of circles that look like balls. That's what I'm talking about. In the drawings, you can make part of of the circle darker and then lighter towards the top of the circle. And by doing that, it looks three-dimensional. It looks 
like you've created a ball. And that's why you want to know about this. You want the option of creating depth or dimension in the sections of your quilt. Um, another example is in art quilting, sometimes you have a horizon line and you want things to move towards it or you want it to look like it's far away. If you put a line of trees, the biggest one closest to you and the smallest one very close to the horizon line, it looks like that road is long. Okay, so, so gradation creates depth. Gradation helps perception. Gradation helps that three-dimensional look. Yes. Okay. And it strikes me then that also gradation would speak back to some of these things we've talked about in earlier episodes with emphasis and focal point. Gradation could help lead your eye towards focal point or the gradation itself could become the focal point as well? I think so, yes. Okay. So um, we just have some notes about this topic. And one of them is that understanding that gray lies between black and white gives us an idea of what lies between light and dark. When we think about the value gradation of any given color, we can imagine it in its darkest form as having black added and in its lightest form as having white added. And this is just to form an image in your mind of gradation of color. I think we all have a good understanding of that, but if you stop and think about adding black to your red, say, to make it the darkest, and adding white to make it the lightest, and all those changes in between, it will help you when you're working with gradation in your quilts. The other thing that occurred to me was that gradation is very common in solid fabrics. If you look at, for example, the Kona color card, you'll see really excellent examples of gradation from one color to another. Now, other companies may have color cards. I don't know. I know Aurafil has a thread color card, but any of those kind of things will help you get the idea. And even paint chips one will show you a nice gradation of color. Okay. So all that being said, gradation is most often used with the design element color. But for a little bit of thought, it can be applied to the other design elements as well. And I didn't think this up. I got it from a blog that I found. And I thought it was really good. So line, a gradual change from perpendicular to curve, or if you think about the width of pen nibs, so you could draw a line that starts out very thin and gets fatter, maybe using a, a calligraphy nib or something. Um, in direction, a gradual change from vertical to horizontal, that was a new one to me. Uh, and I couldn't think of an example, but it has interesting possibilities. And then shape, gradual change from angular to round. I, I mentioned that earlier, maybe going from square to circle or vice versa. 
size, gradual change from small to large. Anne Johnston in her book, um, what's it called? A Quilter's Book of Design. She has a quilt called Seven, which I wasn't able to find on the web, but I'll look again, where it's a series of balls. And they're one on top of the other, the smallest on top, the largest on the bottom. That is a great example of gradation in size, but also of balance. And people have to go back and listen to that episode to hear more about balance. Mm -hmm. A texture, gradual change from smooth to rough, which I thought was really interesting and had interesting possibilities in quilt making. Um, there, did we talk about baby quilts with texture? Yeah, we mentioned that as, as one way that people play with texture is in baby quilts. I think that was oh, just in the last episode. Oh, right. Contrast of texture you thought up. That was good. So you can use that in gradation as well. I think it would be harder because, again, we don't have control of the fabric. So if you like a design, you buy it regardless of the weave. And some weaves are looser and some weaves are thicker. But you could go and get some burlap and get some silk and those would have and then find a gradation and texture in between if you wanted a really good exercise right. and to visit a lot of quilt stores <laughs> and then um, value is a gradual change from light to dark which is really common I think the thought that I want to leave people with is gradation is the principle that banishes boredom from your work it adds movement to it can add movement to otherwise boring areas. And I consider it one of the most useful design principles and one of the most easily applied. So um, it's pretty easy to understand, and you can use it very easily if you just use it in color, but even with shape, by cutting different squares or even triangles. It's pretty easy to apply. I think that's this, this would be a really fun one to play with. Gradation would be a lot of fun to play with. And and again, we're we're more accustomed to thinking of it in terms of color, but you know, as I'm listening to you talk about the other types of gradation, I'm thinking, Oh, I'd like to play with that one a little bit more, you know. So um again, time to do some postcards. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, get out your uh, postcard <laughs> templates. Yeah. I will be so ready for Sandy's postcard swap next year. I'll have like 40 of the things <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> Just make sure you take pictures and post them right. for design examples. <laughs> okay, is there yeah, anything so else you'd like to say about gradation? or? No, I'd just be interested if people have examples of their quilts that have some kind of gradation in them, especially if it's not color. Although I want to see the color ones, too. Not saying that's bad. I love, I'd love to see them. Yeah, I love uh, the quilts that play with color and do the gradation from one side to the other. I really appreciate those a lot. So, um, yeah, post them in Flickr. Send us the link or put the link in a comment to this episode. You know, talk back to us. Let us know what you're doing with these design principles, as always. Yeah, it'd be great. 
All right. Well, thank you once again, Jay. I really appreciate your time for the conversation and for your preparation. And, and I know I speak for both of us when I say we're really looking forward to seeing how the listeners interpret this stuff. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to do it. Thanks, Jay, as always. And I guess, Jay, now we've got to get to work on figuring out what comes next and trying to put our calendars together and all that kind of stuff again um, so that we can keep the series going. So thank you so much for your time. And folks, Jay puts a tremendous amount of time into these episodes and posts fantastic supplemental blog posts. So I'm going to be um, putting the link in the show notes to her blog in general because when I'm posting this again, she won't have actually gotten the specific blog post up, but I know she will. So when you listen to this, go to her blog, follow that link in my show notes, and you will find um, the sh her show notes to this episode in her blog. Meanwhile, listeners, you know how to get a hold of me. You can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, Goodreads, Flickr, pretty much everywhere. I'm Sandy Quilts, Sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can friend me on Goodreads. You can like the Quilting for the Rest of Us uh, page on Facebook. You can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group. Please, please, please do. You will also find Flickr groups for Scrappitude and the Disappearing Pinwheel. Um, and I've now posted my finishes in both of those groups, so you might want to go check that out. And of course, you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team and do good all over the world. And you will find links for all of those things and then some at the show notes to this episode or to this entire podcast series at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. And until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. Thank you.